0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified
1: with your host, Anna Ferris.
0: I don't know, you, you don't have to wear them if you don't want to. Oh, I
2: want to. I like
0: to oh, wear them I want too. to. <laughs> um, but I do feel like that for anybody, but... But as, you know, in particular people in the entertainment industry, how the grass is always greener. You know, it's like it's so easy. Sure. It's so easy. It's yeah. so fucking easy to bitch about, um, about having your dream job. And oh yeah. I love it that you love. Working I love, love my job. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, it's a. It's. I've really been trying to work on that. Uh, lately, I think this this grass is always greener thing because it, perspective is so interesting. So you can just as easily look at this person and go, why don't I have what they have? But then you can also look at like this other person over here and be like, oh, wow, I have much more than that person. And I think it's probably most often best to just do that with yourself anyway, where you're like, well, 10 years ago, I didn't feel as fulfilled as I feel now. So isn't that the bar I should be measuring by is easier said than done. Um, but I've been sp- the last few years, um, working on glow has just been so fucking amazing. And like, uh, just all the time. I'm like, just be grateful. This is the special thing right now. Be grateful right now while the thing is happening. Okay. I have a favor to ask of you. Yeah. Talk louder. No. Talk quieter. Nope. Would you, Introduce yourself with your Russian accent as Ruth. Oh, guys, I just feel like I should say we're not shooting the show right now. My my Russian accent might be a little end- cold. Listen, listen. <laughs> feel free to do any kind of improv, whatever my, you want to is, do. As Ruth, as Zoya, hello, dear <laughs> listeners. I'm sitting here with... Oh, that's for me. That's my yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, because I'm playing you, a character. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay, okay. Hello, it's Zoya. Who knows who that person was talking? Okay, <laughs> hello, dear <laughs> listeners. I'm sitting here with the wonderful Alison Bria. I mean, I say wonderful, da. she's okay. Da. Uh, she is brilliant, comedic, and dramatic da, da. actress. Da. Some da. say, da. not da. me, I think. Da. Overrated. You may know her from Community, and now her amazing show Glow, da. which is in Third season on Netflix, streaming now. And the Mad, uh, the Mad Men. And also Mad Men, yes. Not Mad Men, uh, Mad- the cannabis dispensary. No, but a Mad Men, that. the angry man from the sixties, um, in advertising. Or you may even remember her from her early days as a birthday party clown, Allison. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Wow. You're amazing.
0: Thank you for doing all the heavy lifting. Would you oh, just interview You're me? welcome. I love heavy lifting. So,
2: it's actually right up my alley.
0: <laughs> um so the first time we met I think it was in Detroit.
2: I think it was in Detroit or um in Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor Michigan. I was shooting the 5 year engagement yes. and mm-hmm. I just fell in love with you. And I you. It was I when I when I think of that experience shooting that movie, it was so fun, but it was just like so special. You were there visiting and we had the best time. I know. I felt as
0: such a kinship. <laughs> I think at that time I mean I felt like I was in sort of a place of I'm always in a place of loneliness <laughs> like of just different <laughs> levels of sure, it. yeah. I mean we're actors Yeah. But um, but at that time I felt so drawn to you because I, I felt like you understood something in me or so I, I don't know if you, if
2: mean, I'm am I being overly intimate no I that feel sentiment? like we ha- no not at all I think we had an instant connection and I also feel like that was a weird I was like I had just broken up with a long-term boyfriend right at the start of that shoot but that had been sort of like a long time coming that breakup right so I was very untethered and like you know, mildly out of control, but I was, like, so excited to be doing this movie, but I was also, like, there was a lot going on. I feel like you were so fucking earnest. <laughs> like, not, not earnest. That sounds patronizing, but
0: uh, but honest. Yeah. And, like, and, re- and and so talented. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> no, I just remember feeling such a kinship with you.
2: Me too. Me too. I feel like we were very connected and I do think there was, yeah, I mean, I was on location shooting. There is that, that oh. kinship in sort of loneliness when you're on a set and and women and also we were like having fun i always felt like oh this is like a
0: study abroad program yeah. like i'm going to walk down strange alleys i'm gonna meet weird yeah. people i'm gonna like learn a new language i mean i never yeah. did <laughs> but 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 you, you know that feeling of like um yeah how uh, like the experiencing a new city in the concentrated format it's like oh i'm i want to experience and and also um in the past like i've i've done projects where um i think that that sentiment came from a place of wanting to escape um other things as well
2: oh definitely I think, well, two things. The first is that because I did do a study abroad program when I was in college. Where where did you go? I went to Glasgow, Scotland. Oh, yes. I know this. But, you know, it was like a three or four month program. It was a semester of school. It was probably four months in Glasgow. And like, but to speak to what you're saying... It's like the most free I've ever been in my life because I went to CalArts, which was such a good theater school, but very small, very small. There were 30 students oh, in I my class. Oh, I thought you say three. <laughs> As your mouth well, was forming 30, I thought three. you were... <laughs> Now, now that you said three, 30 sounds like a lot. But imagine being in college. <laughs> I and always like, do that. You know, I just
0: undercut my guess. Oh, wow, thanks like, so much. Yeah, yeah, no um, problem. I guess yeah, thanks we for had a huge here. class. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess just was what I think of college in my mind, or people go into colleges where they would sit in classes with like hundreds of people, right. and yeah. there were 30 people in our class about, and then that would be broken down into smaller code. We had about six people like in A class doing acting scene study scenes. So it was so intimate and very easy to, I mean, you know, it was very incestuous and just like super fun, but also, (laughs) well, you know, it was just sort of like, you'd make those bad mistakes of like sleeping with that guy in your acting class, one of six people. (laughs) And then, and then when he was sleeping with one of the other girls in class, like two months later, you were like, this doesn't feel good. This is a very weird place. But anyway, that aside, I guess CalArts, I think there was just, I do think I was free there, but I think there was just a sense you get in the place where you're trying to be the most free and doing scene studies and learn and take risks every day. Sometimes it was difficult to do that with all these people uh, when, I don't know, certain things are going on interpersonally and, and that can kind of bog you down. So to go study abroad, it was like... Did you? It was like going to college initially, where you're like, I can create a new identity. Did you have roommates? In college? In, in Glasgow? In Glasgow? I had lived, I rented a room from a woman named Fiona, and she was like in her Fiona's 60s. A good name. Oh my God. Fiona, a, a 60 something year old Scottish woman with like Amelia Bedelia, like crazy curly red hair, and her daughter. Oh, what was her daughter's name? Oh, I feel terrible. It was like Chloe or something cool. And I think her daughter kind of hated me. <laughs> I was like annoying and lived in their house and loved her mom. <laughs> but I just remember being there. It was such a short amount of time where I was like, Oh, I'm going to be the first to volunteer in class and do the craziest shit. Cause who cares? I'll probably never see these people ever again. It was very freeing. There was like one other student from my class at CalArts, who had also gone, and she and I lived separately, and, like, sort of both. It was like a silent agreement that we both had our own new identities while we were there. So, wait. Sorry, sorry, wait. Okay, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah, you but know, the, to say what mom- you were saying about going on location to shoot movies yes, yeah. feels, like, slightly different, because you're not, you don't have that same totally untethered feeling of, like, of, like, no one will ever. I'll never see these people again. That's true. But there is like a summer camp vibe because and a departure. Under, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm going to see these people quite a bit. Yeah, ho- hopefully. And other other people, hopefully, will see us on the big screen. <laughs> hopefully, I'll see them when the movie comes out and for the sequel. Um, no, but, but there is that. It is. It's. It, it is an escape. Yeah, it's definitely an escape like to not have to be home and deal with the real life stuff. You're truly just like, I'm in a concentrated aquarium of the thing that is my job. And I just get to have fun with these people doing our thing. Completely. Uh, Here's some other things I wanted to ask you. Yeah.
0: All right. I wanted to ask you what your favorite holiday is. Oh, but there's a reason why I'm asking the question. Oh. There's a question behind the question.
2: Okay. I have two Answers to the question. Does this derail the follow-up question? Nope, probably not. For a long time, my favorite holiday (laughs) was the 4th of July because I love fireworks. I'm not especially patriotic, um, but I just love a summertime holiday in which you look at fireworks. It's fireworks are so... Um they're like, like dumb an and NI. extravagant. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're just so it's I'm just always fascinated by like I'm like, how much money did these people spend to put together this huge firework thing? We're gonna stare at it for four minutes. How do they get orchestrated gunpowder? Yeah. Like how like how does that It's like and work? we're all just watching explosives and the ex- explosives represent us like bombing people and people bombing us. It's like not a cool clearly I have a I have a strong grasp of history, um <laughs> Can you can you sing? (laughs) But that's a fun. Can I sing? Yeah. Oh, say can you see? Yeah. Oh,
0: say you have to start low because it goes really high. Do it like children, like a child singer. Okay. Are you ready? Okay.
2: Oh, say can you see by the dawn's
0: early light?
2: Can I just say <laughs> that our version of kids doing this is also like a weird, sexy Santa? Like we're orgasming.
0: Like we're like, it stripes, stripes and red stars, 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 stars.
2: We definitely know all the lyrics. <laughs> um, okay, but I think my true, actual, real favorite holiday, especially because what's actually come to pass is that. I always end up... I used to love 4th of July because I think I had more of a family tradition, like me and my mom and sister would do a 5K, and then we'd cook out, and we'd watch fireworks, and we haven't done that in a long time. I've been working a lot on the 4th of July and been out of town, and I can't even really see fireworks, so it's fallen by the wayside a little. My true, real favorite holiday, hands down, is Thanksgiving because... It's like got all the good component. My least favorite holiday, obviously, Christmas. Do not like it. I'm quite a Grinch, you might say. Um, And I just feel like Thanksgiving has all the good parts about Christmas, which is like family, like gratefulness, being thankful to be together, like loving each other. uh, Without the consumerism and like stress that comes with the extravagant gift buying. Here's the problem.
0: I used to have that answer. Yeah. Thanksgiving used to be my favorite for the same exact reasons. Yeah. But then your mom gets you up at six in the morning. And she's like, you need to start chopping onions.
3: <laughs> Mother's Day
0: is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs>
2: Personally, um, Thanksgiving with my family is so fun, and Christmas is so stressful my parents have been divorced since i was five so like the dance of like where do we go christmas eve christmas morning and now and then it only gets worse and worse as you get older like i don't have kids but my sister has three kids and then her in-laws and now i'm married and then it's like seeing my husband's family like the logistics of christmas are crazy they do and we pretty much force them to hang out (laughs) all the time and for major holidays and they're fine with it but thanksgiving is like I think there's just an agreement. It's also, it's like one night only. We're all going to be here. We're going to eat food. We're going to drink wine. We're all going to get a little stoned. And that makes it better. Way more (laughs) fun. (laughs) Okay. So I was going
0: to ask about Halloween. (sighs) Yeah. Interesting. Because I have strong opinions. About Halloween as a holiday. Just not crazy about it. Interesting. Yes. Because I don't like to, I feel like I dress up. Like I get like all I'm, the time for work for work. And, and I'm granted, I just wear plaid shirts and jeans and sneakers, which is essentially <laughs> what I wear anyway. No, it's the character's clothes, but we can tell the difference. Um, but, but so I don't get a relief out of like donning a costume.
2: I do sort of feel like Halloween is for when you're a kid or when you're, or like your twenties. You know, like I do feel like I used to love Halloween in my 20s and me and my friends would always make uh, there was like a hot streak of maybe five years where me and my girlfriends every year, my friend would have a Halloween party and we would make our costumes and we would like make matching leotard based costumes, but they weren't like sexy. I mean, sometimes they were, I guess. I guess being leotard based they <laughs> inherently no, were slightly it, sexy but like <laughs> what is leotard based it just it's meant that like the base of every outfit would Leotard. leotards like one year we were is, like
0: you're like the wizard of oz like you're a tin man and a leotard like I what mean, in
2: theory yes that could have been a costume but it never was <laughs> but like sexy tin we, did, man. we did like okay wait look we did what did we do we did california raisins so that's like brown leotard with like a trash bag over it with like sneakers or heels and big glasses and like blow up instruments yeah then we did like through the grapevine exactly exactly we we (laughs) did uh the women's u.s olympic curling team oh that's good so we had like swiffer mops but it's like red or blue leotards Oh, I feel fun. like we had red leotards and blue little like hot pants, shorts, and then like high socks that had red and white and blue and sneakers and like sweatbands. And then we did synchronized swimmers one year. So that's obviously a bathing suit I, I, with like I, a floaty and like hats. This is good. And also ostriches, like you have like the one year comfort of ostrich. You <laughs> ostriches one year. In leotards. Yeah. Brown again. Long sleeve. Did you guys obviously bury your heads in the sand?
0: Do ostriches do that? Why do I Why do I think about that? I feel like they do and I don't we did know. not. It was a missed minute. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, you could have like just brought a big bucket of sand and just started yeah. burrowing. Anyway, Aww. I feel like
2: in my wild days when my goal was to like get as drunk as possible as soon as possible, Halloween was great! And like, as soon as probably as soon as I turned 30 even or like and it, it, some partially probably coincided with even like my friend being like I don't think maybe when she turned 30 I was like I don't know if I'm going to do the party anymore and we were like great <laughs> like not that we didn't we loved the party when it was happening but it was like we agree. We're all getting a little too old <laughs> for the party, <laughs> and now it's a whole different. Now it's like I'm going to go trick or treating with my nephews and like look at them in their costumes, and even and that's like, like pretty overwhelming. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But the candy's great. One year
0: I dressed up as like a, a like an Eastern European track star from the '70s, cool. which is a, it's a very easy outfit. It's, you just need like a you know like a tank top and some shorts. But I put this black wig on. What was on. the
2: person's name?
0: Oh, Svetlana. Oh, great. And, yeah, and I drew this. Like, I drew this must like a faint mustache. Oh, on myself, and then I and then I, and I put like a unibrow on myself. Mildly and,
2: derogatory
0: costume. Yeah, totally. But um, but uh, and then we did mushrooms. Great. Yeah. So uh, then I was at this bar in Hollywood. <laughs> And uh looked at myself in the mirror on mushrooms with a mustache and a unibrow <laughs> in this black wig being like, "Oh god, no the like uh, what, what have I done? and my whole face is distorting before me." <laughs> It was like, and everyone else is sexy out there. And I'm That's the, in the this bathroom is the danger sweating. Of doing a funny a costume.
2: <laughs> This is always the danger of doing a funny costume. Those years where you're like, I'm above it, and my costume's gonna be funny and not sexy. And then you get to the party, and you're and like, you're like dressed as it's pat. Why do I feel so bad and about you're myself? Yeah. Like, oh, wait a minute. We've all decided that's not what this holiday is
0: for. It's like the first five minutes are fun, and then the rest of the night you're just like, oh, you're explaining God. your costume to everyone. Totally. Or the people that will talk to me, like. Did you bring something weird?
2: I did. You did? But I don't know if it's that What's weird. It? Um, I brought these rocks painted to look like cats. Like cats?
3: <laughs> that what? I got in
2: Rome oh. in 2014. I it love this. It says on this. the bottom. Yes. <laughs> so. La Torrini la Perigati di Torre
0: Argentina.
2: I have no idea what that says. I didn't even remember that there was writing on the bottom. These like live in milk our... for the cats...
0: That are from the Argentini Tower. Great,
2: great. That's where the money went. Um. See, do you know where I studied abroad? <laughs> Italy. Cool, cool. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, I know. I, could tell. I
0: know about uh, two sentences, and I use them very well. I could tell. Yeah, Perigati, Oli torri, Argentina. Yeah, it's the ta- it's that famous Argentinian tower that I think Argentina gave that to Italy in 2014 cool yeah Yeah, that's right
2: that's right yeah
0: it's a big old cat tower reading reading about
2: that (laughs) well we got these live in our. these These are are like the centerpiece of our kitchen window area with that it has a lot of it's populated with many trinkets and uh my husband and I, well, we got them because they looked like our two cats. We used to have two cats and we have one cat, but they're, they're brothers. And it's like, this was Arturo. This one's Harry. They look just like them. We're obsessed, especially when they Arturo both were. Arturo and Harry. Harry and Arturo. Especially has passed away, but when they were both alive, we were like really obsessed with all animals like being either a hairy or a tur and also like just anything like we'd see these two rocks and be like oh it's hairy and tur like (laughs) um and have to buy them but what i think is funny about these is where we got them which is in rome at this cat colony so i've been to rome a few times (laughs) and it just like speaks to how much we're crazy cat people that like in Rome of all the cities and in the, the cats world
0: eat pasta there
2: i mean sure i mean Listen,
3: I've seen a caddy pasta. I don't know pasta. if that's
0: verified. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Go, on, go on, go on. So
2: you saw a bunch of wild cats in Rome. Well, we yes, we were wandering around and we saw like the first time we went to Rome, we definitely saw the like went to the Colosseum and went to all the giant historical landmarks that are there because the whole city is basically a landmark. Like everywhere you look, you're like so much history. But our favorite thing in Rome is this cat colony that's in the middle of the city, which at first we thought was just like, it's in the middle of all these roads, and it's just like ruins, and they're filled, now they're overgrown with grass, and there's just tons of cats. Like, first we were just like, what's up with all those cats hanging out in those ruins? We thought they just were choosing to hang out there, but then we realized if you could go down underneath, that it was a cat colony, (laughs) you could go downstairs and go down into it. Don't go underneath. We went underneath. Why did you do that? We went underneath. (laughs) You had a brush with death. Betty Gilpin and I were there oh doing press God. for Glow. And I was like, I'm going to take you around for the day. And it was like, first we got amazing cappuccinos or like icy espressos. And then we went to some other cool spot. Then we hit up the cat colony. <laughs> she was not as impressed. It's my favorite spot.
0: So speaking of this, mm-hmm. um, so you're in love With this indie movie. Uh Uh-huh. It's called Fever Dreams, Semicolon, Cat Colony. Great, great. Now, you know what? I'm going to, okay, let's, we're not going to involve Cat Colony in the title. It's just called Fever Dreams. Great. Um, okay, so you play, and you love this script. Okay. This is a passion project. Okay. You play a math addicted stripper named Cheryl.
2: Okay. Am I me, Allison playing Cheryl? Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. Methodic yeah. Cheryl. Yeah. Allison Bree. as yes. It's like your everyone's and like. Yeah. It's everyone. Ever, yeah. Ever, and is it plur, fever, like, dreams, yeah, fever dreams. Plural.
0: Yeah. Fever dreams. Okay. 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 Yeah. The title may change, but <sighs> working title. But everyone is like, "Oh my God, this is like like such a character piece," and, and I'm and like, like, "This you're is gonna, my like, this is like my is Oscar." Oscar run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, okay. okay, okay Um, you end up killing your pimp um, in sort of a wonderful act of revenge or whatever. Okay. Okay. So um, now here are the questions. Would any of these things make you walk off set? Oh, okay, okay. All right. It's July in Tallahassee. Okay, not mm-hmm. that. That's, I'm, like, that, that's I'm not. like,
2: well, yep, I guess no. that's it for me in this movie. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay.
0: Your co-star, Chad Michael Ryan. Okay. Um, he, um, he insists on a pop-out trailer. Mm-hmm. There's not quite the budget for it.
2: Mm.
0: How are you feeling about that? Is it going to sink the movie? Mm, it stretches the budget. It's like there's no omelette bar.
2: Would I walk off the set?
0: No. Okay. All right. All right. All right. No. But I would, like, talk a lot of shit about him. <laughs> okay. He refuses to come out of his trailer before you. No, that's fine. Okay. He won't stay for your coverage. I mean, you know, it's fine. <laughs> you are patient with Chad Michael. <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to say. Go on, go on, go on. Okay. Um, he says, oh, you clean up nice on the first day.
2: No, it's fine. It's fine. fine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I mean, look, he's looking at me playing a crack addict and saying, "You clean up nice." Like it's kind of (laughs) sweet.
0: Okay. Um, He insists on sushi for his cat.
2: I mean, that I support. (laughs) That I'm on board. Maybe I would just out of pocket help the funding for that.
0: He mouths your lines as you were saying them.
2: That I would have a problem with. I would draw the line. (laughs) I would draw the line. (laughs) But I wouldn't walk off the set. (laughs) But I would make a big announcement about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Was that like we're just waiting to get to my breaking point (laughs) and now we got there?
0: (laughs) Okay, can I be your agent then? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, you have to call me.
2: Oh, great. Oh, great. Yeah. Um... Okay, great. Um, hey, it's Allison Bree for Ron. I'm just returning. I'm returning his call. Hey, Allison. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, my God. How's everything going? I'm so sorry that,
0: God, you know, oh, June was so sick. And I'm so sorry that I know yeah. we were supposed to come out there, but. No,
2: no. No, no, no. My God, but don't how worry about everything.
0: it. I'm so proud of you. I know, Thank like, you. I heard from the producers and you are just doing amazing. Thank you. Thank, yeah. That means so much to me. No, it's so true. Um, and we're working on, like,
2: the next big thing. And... Oh, my God. I'm psyched. Um, listen, it's going fucking awesome here. Oh, that's so great um, to hear. But there is, we're hitting There's a little, kind of hit a little bit of a snag. Uh huh. Um, and I just, I need your help with something. I'm bumping a little, um, you know, we have that big scene today where, um, you know, it's like Chad's character and my character and we're like doing a bunch of meth and like we have sex and he like, Right. shits on me and then like right. you know it's like a really graphic scene right. and when I signed on right we had a lot of conversations about my comfortability with the fecal matter and right. we discussed well, that we talked late. also talked about oscar 100 uh, percent. and and can I tell you that I'm on board with a yeah. hot carl like nobody's yeah. business yeah um but there is a problem chad wants basically he won't wear uh-huh. a sock
0: hey tabby can you can you get off the line really quickly so, sorry, Allison. By, I'm sorry. Tab- I just want to make sure that the words oh, I always forget that they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go on. Sorry. I'm sorry, Allison. Yeah. Um, yeah. This so, so, like,
2: I'm fine with the graphic nature right. of the scene. Right. But he can't just be like dick right. out balls akimbo right. when we're shooting right. i find right. it very offensive right Right. and i have bent over backwards yeah. to like let him get away with all this other right. crazy shit right
0: are they using uh like true fecal matter or
2: no you know it's sort of like a pudding uh-huh. um and then they put some kind of like yeah. um i think they're blending yeah. oatmeal like dry oatmeal oh, up yeah. into a powder and yeah. then they're putting that in like a chocolate pudding uh-huh. yeah. it's actually it's like very tasty yeah uh-huh. Um, and it's been actually kind of great for my skin. Yeah. I've been using it as a mask it's in incredible. the evenings. Yeah. Um, so like that part of it doesn't bother me. Right. And like, frankly, yeah. I'm looking up his butthole right. in the scene. I just don't want to also have to look that dick in the face.
0: I, I do um, I completely understand. It's 2019. I'm, I'm gonna, like, I'm, I
2: don't think I should have I, to.
0: You should not 100%. Alison 100%. You I feel like if I had, you know,
2: been a producer on the movie, I might have had the power to say well, something in this moment, but got this, some this interesting is, advice about that. This is your
0: Oscar, this is your Oscar path. Mm-hmm. And I want you to continue, I know this is a difficult journey
2: mm-hmm.
0: as it is for all like any Oscar winning performance mm-hmm. is a difficult journey. It is so difficult. If you have to suck up a little pudding <sighs> or look at Chad's asshole that's what you have mm-hmm. to do. That's what you have to do. Wait, you have to stay uh, strong. Wait,
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I feel like we could have a talk with someone. I do feel like we should have a talk. I'm not trying to be difficult. How about I call, um, but uh, I do know we should have a I'll talk call, with someone. I'll call
0: Gary. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to be comfortable. That is of the utmost importance.
2: Great. And I want you to be clear that I'm drawing the line here. And so basically if his dick stays out, then I'm I'm gone. Okay. Don't I, and you know what? But like, tell him that. But know that like I'm not gonna actually walk off the movie. But like, threaten it.
0: Okay, I will. I will. One hundred. You're so right, Allison. You're Thank so you. right. And Thank I ha- and I always will have your back. Thank you. Hey, wait. One last thing though. Mm. Um, I just need you to know before you hang up that uh, we're Chad Michael Ryan just signed on to our agency, so I just ethically, I need to tell you
2: that. Huh. Oh. Great. Well, you can have fun working with him and his big swinging dick. I'm going to be over at uh, No, no, no. (laughs) Schmoes and Company across the street. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank God I don't have agents like that. I feel like they would be shocked and appalled what? at like the top five things that you said that I was like but, that's fine, that's fine with me. But wait, you were gonna tell me something
0: before I got on. Yeah,
2: what would make you? I guess I just was gonna say that I would never walk off of a. Pri- I mean, like it would take so much. Clearly, that that's so not in my DNA. I know to um, to, I- to like implode a project that i'm working on i'm more like okay what can we do so he needs a bigger trailer great well maybe we should just take a little bit out of my cut and then he'll do the movie and then we'll have that great actor in the movie like i mean i'm not that way all the time but no. but i feel you I do feel like that,
0: that there's is that i wonder i don't know is that like a a female thing i know i know it's like i
2: can't decide there's there has to just be a balance where there's a where you have a place where you draw the line where you're like i don't want to get shit on <laughs> speaking of our improv. that was amazing um uh you know you want to look out for yourself and like request a level of respect that you are due but also i think that there's a tendency for a lot of people in our business as they get success to suddenly get very difficult. And I just have no patience for that. So like, I actually, when someone's behaving very badly, it almost like delights me to behave very well. Like, it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a horrible way to be. It's like a great reminder that like, that nobody wins in that scenario. So it's like, if some actor is like, I'm not doing my off camera lines with her, I wouldn't be like, fuck that, I'm out of here. I would stay, wait for that person to leave and be like, wow, that's crazy. But let's keep it moving. What else can we do? Should we, like, I'm yes, not gonna look it, bad you're or... a team player. Because yeah. you're right.
0: But, but I'm with you in the sense that, like yeah, completely. I, would, I wouldn't walk off anything.
2: Yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I, I can't see myself I, walking off anything. Yeah. I can see myself being like, I'm gonna need to have a conversation with someone. And I actually think more and more, especially working on Glow, I think I've been very good and very lucky that I work for very, uh, like, just communicative women who are happy to have those conversations and, like, everyone on our set feels that way. But it's been an empowering scenario to be like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good at towing this line of, like, looking out for myself on set, making sure I'm aware and comfortable with everything, but also... Working hard, being right. here for the team, right. being in a right. good mood. Right. I'm not right. getting pissed, but yeah. I'm like, wait, I, I need exactly. some clarity on this thing. Here, let's talk about it. Yeah. Which is like, yes. I do think that that is a cool thing that's happening now where more women are like, oh, I have the right to say this stuff rather than just be like, oh, excuse me, do my. And that also just comes with working a lot. I would never, I would, like, on the set of Mad Men was my first job. I was never made to feel. Uncomfortable, but I felt uncomfortable because I never wanted to lose the job. That was me. That was completely. just me as an as an early oh God, actress. Completely, you know what completely. I mean. Whatever you guys want, whatever, just, just, no problem. Completely, <laughs> I would never have rocked the boat. And I think that in some ways, like I don't know. Obviously, when it comes to like sexual harassment and really inappropriate stuff at any level, everybody should be speaking up all the time. Of course. But on other levels, sometimes I feel like there's an earned thing where like, but again, without being a pain in the butt. yeah. Sometimes people come in and it's their first job and they're making like grand requests and you're like, calm down. Right. <laughs> Aren't you so ha- happy oh. and excited just oh, to be completely. doing this job? Like, I still feel that way.
3: <laughs> oh, completely, completely. I, yeah. I. Rem- Ready to pop the question?
0: Yeah, I mean, in my early twenties, I went through this like whole back and forth thing of like, "Oh, I don't deserve to be like in a movie," but I would have these rushes of arrogance. Right? That hopefully, didn't last that long. My parents kind of schooled me, I think. <laughs> but but there were these rushes that were like, "Oh, I." Like I see other people around me having uh, this, these things and and why don't I, and, but then it's like, it's like fucking who the fuck am I? If so I like,
2: to- uh, I think it's so easy to get caught up in that stuff, and because pe- certain people are playing weird mind and power games, and like, yeah, that you can get caught up in it too, and be like, I'm working harder than anyone on this movie, and he's and not I'm coming undervalued. out of his yeah. yeah, I'm undervalued. It always comes from a place of insecurity about, yes. yeah, your value, yeah. your station on set, the, the hierarchy home. of that. Yes, and once, and I've been guilty of it too, absolutely. And then now I think I've, then I've, then I've come over that and been like no i'm still just grateful to work on stuff i enjoy you know what like someone coming out of when i hear stories about people in a game of chicken of like who's going to come out of their trailer last that to me i'm like i will be first on set all Fuck day yeah <laughs> let me get my ass to yeah. set and you you know what i mean join yes. me when you're ready that is the power I, who cares? play that, that is don't we all want to lo- do the job and get totally. the fuck out of here and go home totally. like, not get the totally. fuck out of here i enjoy yes, i enjoy the but, work but yes but, but completely but that, like that just seems like, so dumb i'm like so you're gonna spend another you're just gonna chill for mm-hmm. an hour you don't want to you're not at all excited to mm-hmm. like go to set and look this is also like as i said when we started this conversation i'm working on a total dream job right now that is like the best 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 in every respect and so i do feel so lucky every day and i understand also i've worked on jobs that i wasn't having as much fun on and i think that also is when some bad behavior happens because when you're not happy doing the thing you're doing those emotions can come out in a lot of different ways
0: so we're going to call Liv and she has a breakup question.
1: Hello. Liv? Hi. Hi, it's Anna
0: Ferris. I'm here with Allison Bree. Hi. Hi. Hi Allison,
3: I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. Yes. I love sleeping with other people. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh my god, Liv, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so excited to talk to you guys.
0: No, thank you so much for for doing this, for being vulnerable in this, like, weird public space. Um, Will you tell us what's going on? Yeah, so um,
3: I'll just start from the beginning, I guess. Um, So my ex-boyfriend now, um, we got together when we were 17. Uh, We went to high school together. Um, We fell in love really quickly, and... um, We stayed together for quite a bit until I left our hometown in upstate New York and moved to the city to go to college, and we just couldn't make long-distance work, so we separated, and we were broken up for about two years, Um, and during that time, we would stay in touch a little bit. We had gotten back together a couple times for short periods, Um, and then about two and a half, three years ago, we got back together for good, and things were amazing. Um, it was uh, It's going to be our three-year anniversary in a couple—well, it would be our three-year anniversary in a couple months. Um, and there were really only good signs. Um, we talked about the future. We had a really great relationship. We were really in love. Um, we decided to move to New York together and get a place together and move in. And that was a really big step and things were going super well at first. It was like, it was like a honeymoon phase. I was waiting for kind of like the pin to drop and something to go wrong. And um, then in July, we kind of just hit this rough patch that we couldn't get out of. And it was just like a really terrible funk. But I'm kind of someone that always wants to fix things. And I just thought we could fix it. And I thought it was temporary and things seemed to be looking up and I went on vacation and we left in a really good place. And when I got back, he just broke up with me. And, um, you know, we live together. We have like shared finances now. It's like, it's left me in this position that I'm just like, part of me is so heartbroken and sad, but it's been three weeks and a big part of me, like still really misses him and thinks about him every day and wishes I could just reach out to him and be like, let's keep working on this. Um, so I guess oh. I'm just calling to ask you guys well, what you think I should do if I should reach out and put my heart out there and risk it and mm-hmm. tell him how I feel because I, I still love him.
0: Liv, I think this is, it's like, it's a, such a story that that most people need to go through. You know, mm-hmm. I mean uh, that. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound like a forty-two-year-old <laughs> saying that to you. But um, but but I I think that um, he it sounds like he has been kind of distant for a minute. You know, and um, and I don't want you um, to, to, to be vulnerable, to be only to be shut down a bit. Um, I want you to, I mean, I know it's corny, but I always talk about like protecting your heart. Yeah. I will also say though, that, um, that we, I think, especially maybe as women or maybe, maybe men do too, but we romanticize our early relationships Mm. and um yeah and think about like uh, you know like our because love shit like our passion with love shifts over time over decades you know Mm -hmm. like it's like you feel yeah in love at you know at age 12 with like you know ryan in my case And then, and then you feel in love at age like 16 to me, at least through my 20s, it always, it felt now I I think about it in hindsight, how defining all those relationships were. Not that I had that many, what am I talking about? (laughs) Nobody really liked me. I wore headgear, but, um, (laughs)
2: you wore headgear in your 20s.
0: (laughs) Allison, listen, you can shit on me later. Okay. But I, I, I think that the, um, I, I think that there's a self in, and I hope this sounds comforting, Liv. But there is like in those early love crushes and the first falling in love and the, your first love, there is a self involvement where um, it feels like is this like the approval and where is the failure and what did I do that messed this situation up or how do I look, which is
2: totally normal. Allison, mm-hmm. do you think I'm right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think often too, when we get in a pattern with a person where we break up and then we get back together with them, um, you know, you can fantasize about the idea of, and the comfort of being with them which is obviously feels much better than being alone especially when you've just broken up um live your 23 yeah i just think that anna's right you're so young and you're still going to grow and change so much and you guys now have been together through two different moments in your life but ultimately you're too young to be in a relationship that goes through a long funk and feels like a lot of work and I don't You know what I mean like when you're when you've been married for 10 years and you have two kids with someone then you're gonna be like okay let's put in the work let's work through this at this point it feels like you're 23 you guys really gave it a shot clearly you have an incredible connection with this person and you did have that falling in love at, at, at a young age at 17 and and then got back together and went through that honeymoon phase again. But it is indicative that like things only go well when you've had that time apart. So it's like a constant chasing of the honeymoon phase. Like you want to be with someone right. who it just feels good to be with them all the time. Not not just when it's exciting in the first and <clears throat> few months or Yeah. Year or and
3: that's that's like that's what I want. And I mean, for so long that's how I felt. Um and you know, it's it's like Anna said It's easy to like I look back at letters and pictures and romanticize the really good times. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to think about the bad ones, but there were bad ones that made me question a lot, too. So part of me was when it happened like, wow, I can, you know, live my life and make my own choices as a 23 year old but then
0: it's like you're alone. Exactly. And live and that's what I was going to ask you too a little bit about was um I mean New York City is is the fucking best. Yeah. But but it's also incredibly lonely. Yeah. And Yeah. So is definitely. you know so maybe maybe think about like is is part of your missing um this man is that also out of feeling
2: like where, where are my
0: connections? Where are my roots? Like where right. am my- I? You guys
2: moved to this new city together. So that was huge. So now it's going to be yeah. about like finding yourself on your own two feet in this new city and making your friends there and, and like finding your identity there. And that will put you in a better position for the next guy. Because I do think it's this is a move forward situation. I think that you're, yeah,
0: I, I, yeah, I don't like it, Liv. That you, but you mentioned earlier that um, that he made you feel bad. You know, like, well,
2: or just that he, you thought that to have any sort of misleading, and then he makes a call about your relationship while you're on vacation is right. it's just indicative of well, his yeah, immaturity. Because you he, guys are he young. Waited.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, we, I got. I literally walked in the door from vacation and it happened like I had just gotten home but yeah, yeah I was like the rug was totally pulled out from under me I was on vacation talking about like how glad I was that we worked here because I mean in my head I was like I don't know my parents are divorced so you know I've seen them work through very 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 long rough patches mm-hmm. it was like a month and a half I was kind of like but also I know I'm young so it's too young to be having to work through that I, I get what you guys are
0: saying my first boyfriend totally broke my heart I think at, at age 19 but but I do think that those mild they like milestones in my mind because I I think that I didn't really actually like him all that much Mm -hmm. Like I would read through my diaries and it's like, Oh, I hate his laugh. I hate his, (laughs) like, like, why does he make fun of people? And and it's important to reflect upon those things too. And, or, you know, the times that he made me feel bad about myself or whatever. And, um, but, but the idea of like needing things to be, um, uh, solved, Um, relationship wise, you Mm -hmm. know, I I think that there's probably more pressure on, on women more than men for things to be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I have this checked off the list. I have my relationship checked off the list. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to get my career checked off the list.
2: But don't you find then it's like that actually you're learning so much more, on those those phases where you were in between relationships, oh, completely. And I also think there's a thing about the on again off again relationship that is easily romanticized because then you broke up, but then you got back together. You right. found your way back to each I other. Know. And I get it. I used to be I like. Can't- yeah. And maybe it'll happen again, which is like a dangerous road to go down because. No, I know. You don't. It is. It, it, it'll make you be closed off to other new opportunities if you're sort of holding out hope that you guys will get back together again, you know? And the yeah, truth is.
3: Yeah, I know.
2: Because I used to really do this on again, off again with guys. And then I'd be sobbing on the floor and I miss them so much. And then we'd get back together and it was like, yes. But what I later realized was. It was sort of like a a low self-worth issue that I would always assume, oh, something was wrong with me. I had to work harder in that relationship. That's a great way to put it. Versus like realizing, no, no, there was something that was missing in that relationship. That's why we broke up. There were reasons why we broke up. Even in this instance, him breaking up with you, then that means that there is some underlying issue there that you don't want to be with that person who doesn't think it's right. It's not, it's it's not feeling right. Don't they say death by a thousand cuts? cuts. Yes,
0: exactly. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like
3: I, I felt all of those things in the beginning, like, and I, I still do. Like, I, I I go back and forth, you know, between this is the right thing because I don't want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with me, and mm-hmm. you know, I went through those two years without him, like holding that door open, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't do that. Like, no. I turned to him when he broke up with me, and I was like you know, I know our history. So I was like, if you're doing this, like this is it, the door's closed. Like, cause I know I'm worth it. You know, I know yeah. I was a really good girlfriend. I was super supportive and he was a good guy too. You know, we had a really healthy relationship, which is the hardest part that I'm just like, I'm afraid I won't find another relationship that good. It just didn't, it just like went
2: wrong. Oh,
0: Liv, you, know? you
3: will. You
2: definitely will. You so will. You
3: will ha- probably find
2: many more relationships that are better.
0: And if you can, um, if you can resist the temptation to not contact him, that, that would be my I advice. haven't.
3: I'm so proud of myself. I have Good. not. Yeah, I, like, that is, only. That is,
0: that's and, fucking strong. Yeah. Liv, that's fucking strong. It
3: takes a, a lot. I just, like, when, like, last night I was crying just thinking about him and instead of texting him I texted my best friend and I was like I'm texting you instead of texting him so just yes remind me Good why tactic. I couldn't and yeah. that's like the best thing I've gotten out of all of this is like realizing how great my friends are
2: Well that's what this time is for to reconnect with your friends and reconnect with yourself Yeah. And move forward. I know, but God, I
0: know it sucks to be lonely and it sucks to have envisioned your life one way and then it dramatically shifts. Yeah. But but Liv, I I promise you're going to come out stronger and please keep in touch. There really should be an app where you can text like... Your faux ex, yeah. and someone can be like, "Oh, yeah. oh. Like, like, oh yeah, Miss I was you a dick. Yeah, no. I'm so sorry. Forget like, me. Oh, yeah, like, ooh, you were the best thing that's ever happened to me." Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and and I, I I admire your strength. You're really strong.
3: Yeah, thank you. I, I love- don't feel like that all the time, but I try and tell myself that. Oh, you're doing amazing. And I I think I think I'll you know I like used you guys to, said, come through stronger on the other side 100 100 percent.
0: and please know that your story is not dissimilar I mean I I stalked my my college boyfriend
2: oh yeah I've been sobbing on the floor before begging a guy to get back together with me and then he did and four months later I was like oh yeah we <laughs> broke up for a reason
0: yeah <laughs> I hate this you're an guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you treat me like shit and now I'm finally finally exactly wait
2: "Wait a minute (laughs) you're gonna survive and thrive I can tell also that you just have a very healthy perspective and I hope that we just gave you more encouragement to to do what you're doing
3: you did thank you so much I mean, that was not not always the answer that I want to hear but like the answer I need and the good answer the good answer because the other answer is toxic so I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and your advice.
0: Oh, thank you. Please, tr- truly, let's please be in touch. I know that we're going to get some uh, some listeners that will respond to this.
3: Thank you. I, I want to say before um, I go, your podcast and listening to other people's stories, you know, when I wasn't going through this, but also especially when I have been going through this, because I know I hear people going through the same thing all the time on the podcast and it just like, reminds me that i'm not alone so oh Liv, oh thing. my
0: god thank you so much for saying that, that thank is, you thank you oh let's yeah please 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 be in touch yeah thank you, thank you guys so much oh what's going on over there. Well, it's like the thing that, like what Liv was talking about, it's like the
2: thing that we've all gone
0: through. Yeah.
2: And it's like, there isn't advice you can really give. No, it's like, and it's also like, she's so young. She's 23. It, it It's true that when you're 23, because you're just starting life like on your own, as a starting to feel like an adult in your early 20s, but things feel monumental. And they are. But like, you have to have those heartbreaks. It's just like a part of life and love and what it's all about. But of course, it hurts so much to go through that stuff. And the strength it takes to not get back with someone when you have been in that pattern is really difficult. Oh, completely. Yeah. And she needs to move on.
0: Okay, what are we doing? We're calling Lauren. Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. I, my my voice was oddly chipper. It's Anna <laughs> Ferris.
1: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, and I'm here with Allison <laughs> Bree. Hi. Oh my gosh! Hi, it's so great to talk to both of you. I'm a big fan of both of you, oh, <laughs> and I've listened to every episode of the podcast. <laughs> oh,
0: thank you! And you're so sweet to do this. Allison has great advice. I don't know if I do, but um, <laughs> I think we. No, I know do. you will. <laughs> <laughs> will you tell us what's going on, Lauren? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
1: Yes, okay, so basically, the situation is I've been dating this amazing girl for about a year and a half. We were like really close friends before that. um she's wonderful in every way she's kind, she writes like poetry, she's really funny, she's really smart um but the only issue is that she doesn't text, not that she like. Does text sometimes and just not very often, or doesn't text me back, but she just like doesn't text, and it is something that you know makes me really anxious. I'm like, Is she dead? Is she mad at me? She's you like, she's never those things, but it's really like it sends me on a spiral every time. Wait, oh, sorry, literally. can I just jump in when you say she
2: doesn't text? You mean, yes. like, she has a stance where she just goes, I don't text. Like, she doesn't ever, she doesn't text her mom. She doesn't text to say, I'm no. running five minutes late. Like, she does, She won't ever use her phone to
1: text. No, so she, she texts maybe one word a day, maybe a little bit more. But, like, she doesn't, like, usually answer. It's not just me. It's, like, her mom, her friends, her siblings, that kind of thing. She will call on the phone. But it's just, like... If she's busy, then you won't hear from her that day and maybe the next day.
2: Interesting.
0: So wait,
1: um, okay, but you guys
0: <laughs> don't, you guys uh, are, do you guys have a long, like, w- like, what's your living situation?
1: Yes. So I work and live in New York and she is in Vermont, finishing up school. So it's like planning to be only long distance for the end of this year and then moving together somewhere or moving to New York. She's from um so it's not like a thing that will last forever but just a thing that's happening now and another thing is like i'm like fine with the fact that she doesn't text but i don't know how to be like well you know somewhat fine but i don't know how to be like not um unchill about it so yes. i need to figure out my situation
0: okay wait wait so so okay how often do you guys see each other
1: so i visit around the weekends so it's pretty often how old are you guys Um, so (laughs) she's 21 and 32. She's 21
2: and she doesn't text, it's kind of a miracle. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm like shocked.
1: (laughs) I know it's like totally abnormal, like even for 32, I think, but definitely for someone in the early 20s. (laughs) And when we were friends, like you know, just friends, we would I was living in Israel and we would also talk on the phone every day. But if I needed to text her, if I wanted to text her. She wouldn't text back, and then sometimes I would and I still would do this. I would, like, try to text something, like, more interesting and try to see if she would respond to that. <laughs> I'm juggling <laughs>
2: knives and I'm naked and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not in the switch strategy. So do you guys talk on the phone every night?
1: Yes. Most nights she is, like, a very bi- amazing, busy human mm-hmm. and is usually busy, like, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. because she has many jobs and is also a student. Um, So it's most nights, at least a little bit. And so it's like, it's totally not, I I think her problem, it's really my problem with, like, not being chill and, like, I don't know anyone else in this particular situation because most people (laughs) text
2: Right. And does she email you (laughs) to gather all the information?
1: Would she ever Uh, email? This is a good question. Occasionally, Like, I'm a part of, like, her family's mass emails because her mom likes to send a lot of, you know, New York Times stories to everyone, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes she'll email, but it's not, like, um, not frequent.
2: And have you ever talked to her about this?
1: Um, Like, kind of in the beginning of the relationship, she says something like, you know, I can try to text, like this many times a day but it might be stressful for me and I was like I don't want that because I don't want it to be like a thing where she's feeling stressed about it um that is like making a stress and then I know that it's making a stress mm-hmm. so then I don't know so at then this I point does she,
2: does she know that you have a problem with it
1: I think she knows that it makes me anxious maybe doesn't know like the rabbit hole that I go down but I also don't want to like put it on her because I don't know if it's something that she can change as much as like something that I need to think about differently, but I have no idea how to think
0: it. Lauren, so, okay, um, I am notorious uh, as being like a terrible texter I, <laughs> I yeah. and lots of people in my life are mad at me and that's why I don't have any friends anymore. But having said that, um, I know, I love it. You were cool. like, oh, you're like, oh, <laughs>
2: great, great uplifting yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. But um, here's what you need to do. You need to tell her that you called a podcast <laughs> 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 because
2: this is how much you want her to text you back. I have a suggestion, but it involves um, it involves a, a bit of compromise which is that i mean yeah. i mean the the bit of compromise is her inevitably having to send a text but <laughs> this is something that my <laughs> husband and i do when we are um it, away from each other when we're shooting on different you know shooting movies or things and we're in different locations and sometimes yeah. it's hard to text each other during the day because you're on a set and there's a million things going on. Or even if you're not on a set and you're 21 and you're in school and you know what I mean, like you're not texting in class. Yeah. So that I totally get. And we make a habit of texting each other at one time at night before we go to bed. Do you do something sexy? It's actually more romantic than <laughs> sexy. <laughs> it's it's a, it's I like. like that a tradition of um sort of like good night love letters to each other mm-hmm. so that it's like rather than feeling I mean it's, so it's compromised from her in that she would have to send you a text before she goes to bed. Um but yeah. it's not like all day checking in with each other, what are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing now?
1: Um right. but well, it's, they don't want that anyway.
2: Yeah. Right. It's more just knowing to take that one time would you know if you felt comfortable to open up this conversation with her to say like, you know, I love everything about you. I love you in all these other ways. Um, yeah. I wish we were in communication a little more over text, and I know it's something you're not comfortable with. Would you consider well, texting me in the evenings just to tell me just a little something yeah, about your but day? Here's the thing. Yeah. Is that you think she's just not going to because she doesn't uh, well, like to text?
0: I think that some people,
2: uh,
0: like don't. <laughs> Maybe it's an email. Well, I, I think that some people don't maybe it's a, a hard Marco Polo accepting love you know what I mean yeah and and, yeah. and and Lauren it is it it's so it's so great that you I love it that you're so emotionally healthy that you can express your needs because I don't think that many people yeah. can
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but I but I wonder if she's just not in that place maybe um that yeah. she can't uh, she, she can't feel as needy or, or, like, she can't be as vulnerable as you can be, which I think vulnerability is a strength. Um, yeah. But, I, I, so I wonder if she can't quite get there yet.
1: I, yeah. And if that's a thing, you know, that is okay. It's just something to talk about. But I think that, like, nightly thing is a good suggestion and I like that you brought up the email (laughs) and I feel like this is something that I can like okay great so Allison gave way
3: better
0: advice than I did fine (laughs)
2: great
1: you're welcome yeah yeah. thank Uh, you Allison
0: Bree, for being here
2: good night everybody The, the more important thing to talk about is also just that you should feel like you can communicate what you need her like as I'm thinking about this conversation maybe mm. the most troubling thing but it sounds like you guys have a great relationship but it, it's only troubling a little that you say that you're, you don't want to mm. stress her out by telling her that you feel this way so that is sort of like as you guys progress yeah. in your relationship you can't have a relationship where you don't feel like you can express your feelings to her and it sounds I mean I don't know has she given you I mean when you have expressed yeah. your feelings to her in the past, does she
1: freak out? Yeah, it actually, it's so. I feel like it's so weird. I think it's weird on both of our ends because in every other way, we are like big communicators. And if like one of us hurts the other's feelings, we definitely communicate that. Like if she makes me sad by something that she says and she doesn't mean to, we'll talk about that for like two hours.
2: But not this because it's your. It's like your biggest yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, it's a like a weird block. And not just on her part, but, like, mine too. Um, But it is, like, useful also, Anna, you saying that you kind of do the same thing. (laughs) Because it's reassuring that there are lots of people like this, or at least others. Oh, completely. I, I, Yeah,
0: I, I want to, like, when I'm with somebody, I want to dedicate all my attention to them. But then, like, there's people that are like, can't you just send me a fucking emoji? And just give me a (laughs) thumbs up. All I want is a thumbs up. And um, I don't know. It's I I like I like talking. I like I like hearing. I like hearing somebody's voice. Um, Right. And yeah, that makes sense. I say this as a comfort. Hopefully, that Mm -hmm. that um, that she'll be um, that she'll step up a little bit. And, and, yeah. and be like, okay, uh, yeah, I, you know, I recognize that this is important enough, um, yeah. to, to you, yeah. um, and, and, yeah. and then text you and, and if she doesn't, then that's something eventually, it doesn't have to be immediate, but it's something to maybe evaluate
1: at some point, you know, later on. Yeah. Down the road. I think you're right. And I think it's just something I need to like start talking about. And I've just been, no, I am definitely the needier person, but, um, yeah, just worried about being too needy or, like, oh, Lauren, I love you. And oh, then, I know.
0: you. know, what? And sometimes, <laughs> fucking sometimes neediness comes from such a place of strength. Mm-hmm. because you can admit that and you're not like, defensive I, that that's strength in and of itself
2: and and when you're in a healthy relationship it's nice it feels good to be needed yeah. so actually it's a wonderful quality yeah, yeah. Um, completely to, it's a way to show love yeah. to your partner i need you i i've like to hear about what you're doing
0: and I'm like I I, and to be able to admit that is Mm -hmm. so like it's it's wonderful it's it's wonderfully strong I think
2: I Um, think that it's the key is communicating this to her when you're not when you're together on a weekend mm -hmm. when you're not apart and you're not like in the middle of a pissed like spiral spiral (laughs) of like what the fuck more like when you're together having a great day and things are going well and you just want to say to her I love you so much I love hearing from you here's something I've been struggling with a little bit and would you could you could we try this or that you know would you be willing to compromise a little I think that's
1: a wonderful idea and you guys are both So lovely and wonderful and kind. So thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, Lauren, will you please keep in touch? Yes, definitely. I'll let you know how the conversation goes. (laughs) Great. Good luck. I I love you.
0: (laughs) I love you. Thank you. Thank you. you.
1: I love you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, Lauren. Bye. Allison,
2: I'm sorry.
0: It's fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to get over this. (laughs) Turns out you give better advice than I do.
2: I don't think that's true i feel like we we were a really good team we were a
0: good team yeah fine
2: <laughs> look i am gonna stay we did i'm gonna take a few more calls on my own <laughs> but thank you so much for being here um <laughs>